following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, today we have a kind of a, a special uh, program to bring to people and uh, you know many times we have a story, the initial story from a caller. Uh, we handle those each night, and uh, many, many times we don't know the outcome. You give uh, advice, and you give what God's Word would say to them, and, and some practical steps to overcome what struggle they might be coming with, and then we don't know, know many times how that turned out. Uh, today, we have a rare opportunity, it's just a wonderful chance to hear how someone's story turned out, and after 10 years... Uh, we have the the rest of this story. I'm excited to talk about that, and I'll let you set that up. Well, all I know is we have had communication, not me yet. Uh, we're going to hear from someone who called basically 10 years ago and uh, to Hope in the Night. And uh, I uh, have just heard... Uh, most of, I've just heard a portion of the call from Laura, and uh, it's it's like what I will say is the rest of the story. But uh, I, so I'm I'm excited about talking with Laura because there's there's something that we're going to share that a number of people could take part in in the future. Um, in upcoming days because of Laura's willingness to be used by God. Well, that's wonderful. So we have, um, we have that uh, caller who is uh, with us today, and uh, we just want to bring her on now and uh, introduce Laura to you, June, and to our audience. Well, welcome back, Laura. Well, thank you for being there, June, and it's good to speak with you again. Well, thank you. Uh, by the way, how did you even know about Hope in the Night? Way back when, 10 years ago. Before that, I think you've been on the program longer, and there would be instances in life where I was up overnight and had listened to your program for years earlier. And uh. then I was on vacation that that week that I called you, and I had been up all night, and thought, I'm going to call and ask for prayer. So, Well, I've just heard the first part of that, and uh, sweetheart, uh, your, your story, uh, the true story of what you experienced, uh, uh, you were asking, what does forgiveness look like? But then as you revealed your story, um, why don't you share about the vehicular abuse. Uh, I think you were indicating twice being run over by your husband at that time. Um, what was it like for you to explain what actually happened? Well, in 2012, we were on a weekend getaway, and he um, got upset. I'd been upset for the weekend, and he no longer wanted to stay married, and for the first time in our marriage, I was agreeable to that, but that made him even more angry. It seemed like that I had felt like at that point I'd done everything God had wanted me to do with our marriage, and that we'd been married over 10 years. Hmm. 
And so he left the cabin we were in, and then I went outside looking for him and then found him in the truck. And then he looked at me with a look on his face I had never seen. So I ran away from the truck, and then I turned around in the parking lot, and then he was coming towards me. And uh, I knew for the first time in our marriage, I had never thought this, but that night I thought, if I even blink an eyelash, he's going to use that as an excuse to run over me. Mm. So he ran over me, and then um, I learned later he had run his vehicle into a tree, and then he backed mm. out away from the tree, and then that's when he backed over me, and then he drove back over me and left the scene of the incident. So when I came to, I was mm. all alone on this mountaintop, and um, I knew I'd been hurt very badly, but didn't know how badly, and... Um, Luckily, there was um, a cabin, and I saved my energy and waited um, till I saw someone. It was almost 10 o'clock at night when this had happened. It was on mm. Easter weekend. Um, I, I did want to backtrack that when I was laying under the truck that we had bought, that um, I had a conversation with God, and I just said I would really like to pray to you right now that he does not drive back over me, but I know that you give everybody free will, and I don't want to be mad at you when this is over. Mm. Um, So God was just with me all through even the incident, and the spiritual walk that I'd had before, that foundation was there, that relationship was there, but I managed to um, see someone walk by a window, a very small window at the cabin, Mm -hmm. and started a crawl that I don't remember. And a family, they turned out to be Christians, wound up saving me. Wow. Wow. Well, you had severe injuries. Um, literally, uh, I, I'm, I'm stunned that you were able to even to crawl uh, because there were, uh, your, your, your chest was crushed. Uh, you had multiple broke eight broken ribs and ultimately had to have 32 screws in you just to be able to breathe now that's just part of the story um so uh bless your heart (laughs) and um i want to come back and communicate how you talked with me when we first had a conversation No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? 
Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Care and Counsel Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Uh, If you have questions or concerns about the topic of domestic violence, as we were talking about there in that uh, last segment, we'd like to point you to one of our resources, and uh, you can call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they will help you access the right resources. We have uh, keys for living on that topic, domestic violence. There's no excuse for abuse, and they can help you get that into your hands. The number, again, for customer support is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. You can also email customer support at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Now, speaking of wanting to help you and help uh, help you to help others, June, that's exactly our story tonight. And uh, we have, again, a caller mm. from uh, calling from 10 years ago. We heard her initial um uh, her initial program, uh, you and I have just this week heard that, and uh, we're are, are, we're updating now on uh, what uh, Laura's story has been, and now what it, what she uh, has done with that, and and yes, able to help others with that. Mm. Well, uh, Laura, are you back with me here? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, what struck me as I've been just now listening for the first time i mean we were on live uh literally it was uh, 11 years ago but uh the bottom line is you were asking you kept asking about forgiveness and um i can see some people who would think hmm um i'd rather ask how do i kill this person who tried to kill me but that's not where you were uh you were not thinking about vengeance uh, why was, I mean, you, you asked, what does forgiveness look like? Um, why the emphasis on forgiveness where many people would not even go there? Well, I think we're called to forgive other people as Christ has forgiven us. And forgiveness, I believe, is um, a major component of of a spiritual walk, and if I was not able to forgive him, then ultimately that would be damaging my relationship with Christ, and mm. then that would damage what Christ's plans were for me, for his kingdom, for kingdom work. So forgiveness kind of isn't just about the individual, it's kind of got a ripple effect throughout. So mm. uh, 
it was pretty significant what had happened to me because I had been a runner. I was a college athlete, and my life revolved a great deal around my physical mm. abilities. And um, I was very fortunate that my job, I was a school teacher, they were able to help me keep my job. But otherwise, everything pretty much had been stripped from me to a large degree. Um, my social health, my mental health, my physical health, it was it was a very long journey, but it would have only added to the journey if I had had thoughts of vengeance, which, uh, trust me, that's pretty easy to kind of want to go that direction. It's harder mm-hmm. not to go that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really the key of why I called into the program. And I remembered, even over these last 11 years, I still remember the analogy you give about um, taking people and you know, letting them off the hook, like, like don't hang it on a hook and keep hold of it. And even the 11 years since then, each year my husband, then husband or his family has done something. Um, it may be passive aggressive, but even recently um, one of his children called a relative of mine, and I don't know how they got the number. So it's not over, but... I can just hand it to God that God knows he's going to protect my family and and that he's still going to use things. But at least I'm not channeling my energy away from healing or doing what God wants me to do for his kingdom by focusing on how did I do something that harms somebody. And then really God was very gracious to remind me to forgive people because when I was in the ICU, um, some words came out of my mouth that I guess only God could have put there. But I, I looked at one of my family members and I said, you know, Moses committed murder and David committed murder, but God loved him and used them both. So this mm. is really between God and my ex-husband. I'm mm-hmm. really not in this. And so I had to really step back and just let God deal with my ex-husband and, and not me deal with it. Mm-hmm. Well, you had a loss of oxygen. Um, you even couldn't remember um, the details of the the. It really was vehicular attempted uh, murder. Is that correct? Yes, and he was charged with a first degree felony battery, and then later they added leaving the scene of an accident a felony and added a driving while under the influence. Um, And Mm. uh, we went through a criminal trial. The criminal trial technically went over nine days. There were six days of testimony, and the jury found him guilty of third-degree misdemeanor battery, and he was sentenced to 90 days in a county jail. Well... Some people would think that's not long enough, but you don't have uh, an ability to uh, to change things. There, there are times when things are much more severe, and a lot of times even juries aren't aware of the degree of of challenge life has been for you. I think you know the emotional part. What I remember about our conversation that was also so poignant that there's the physical, but then there's the betrayal, abandonment, rejection. These are things that you mentioned continually uh, at different times, lying, twisting the truth, blaming, shaming. You know, 
I call this the blame game. If 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 another person can blame you for something, uh, many times that's a, a tactic to get the focus off of the one who's guilty. To it's or it's called blame shifting to shift the blame onto you. So those things are uh, unforgettable. Yet you your focus was forgive and Colossians 3.13 says bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you have against one another forgive as the Lord forgives you so you chose not to be judge and jury you chose to focus what what do I need to do? And uh, what you described a moment ago was what I think is important. Like to literally what we talked about is because uh, I asked you several questions about what he had done. And uh, I said, if, if you take the pain, and all of us have had pain from others. Uh, people have hurt us. Not necessarily the, to the degree, the degree that you experience, sweetheart. But um, we've had people who have hurt us. And if we take all the pain that another person has committed against us, and we take all of those specific boulders of bitterness, think of them as boulders, uh, rocks of resentment, boulders of bitterness... And each one is a a boulder. Each one is put into a uh, into a, a burlap bag that's hanging from a hook, like a meat hook, around your neck. Well, I asked you, what would it be like if all of the abuse that had accumulated through the years? Um, what if all of that pain, all the boulders of bitterness were hanging around uh, your neck by virtue of being in that burlap bag, which is hanging from your neck, and uh, you indicated it would be too heavy. Is that right? Yes. So you said you were an athlete. I don't think you could run, right? No, I can no longer run, no. And even now, there are ramifications of what he did 11 years ago. So the point is, instead of you being hooked, or all that pain being hooked to you, you had a choice. Forgiveness means release. You had a choice to release all that pain to the Lord. And you did ask what about praying do you do you you know do you pray by the way the bible does say pray for those who persecute you matthew 5:44 and what i find i didn't detail that this to you but i find that when someone has intentionally hurt me if i could pray that one day 
that person may have a changed life. That um, Because when we think of the scripture, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, Matthew 5.44, love is not talking about emotional uh, Valentine's love. It is agape love that does what's best in behalf of another person. Now you think, well, that's irrational. Here somebody's tried to kill you. Um, but there's something wrong. Would you not agree? There's something major wrong with anyone who has literally done the multiple things that he did um, to cause your chest to be uh, crushed. Uh, all the broken ribs, all the 32 screws, uh, all the challenge you've had to learn to even cope with this physical injury. Um, and and the impact. It's not normal to think forgiveness. It is a supernatural act that you did to be able to pray when you you say, you know, when we look at pray for those who persecute us. Um, people who are that cruel regardless of their position in life, meaning they can have good jobs, they can look good to some people, they can fool a lot of people. Uh, did you feel that at times people didn't understand what you had gone through? Yes, I think that when it comes to issues with marriage and relationships and abuse, and that would include spiritual abuse. I, I think it's um, still very highly misunderstood, especially, you know, in circles. Whereas you mm -hmm. said, people may be going to church, they may have the right jobs, etc. And it's hard for us to comprehend that's not what they really are like. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, something very unusual uh, that I learned about, uh, I think you wrote me a letter and told me what had happened since we last talked. And I am very interested in you sharing what I will now call the rest of the story because it didn't end in that first conversation. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as his precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that he is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. 
World Class Hope Together Conference is returning to Allen, Texas this October with leading experts and over 50 ministry training sessions, including crisis and trauma response, lay counseling, marriage and family, mental and emotional health, life coaching, and leadership. Hear from dynamic speakers featuring Nick Vujicic, Taya Kyle, Gary Wilkerson, James Ward, General Bob Dees, Steve Arterburn, Dr. Joshua Straub, Dr. Eric Scalise, and our very own June Hunt. Join a genuine supportive community of like-minded friends and leaders who have answered the call and discover our growing network with year-round support for your ministry needs. Register now at hopetogether.com. That's hopetogether.com. And don't miss the life-changing experience of the Hope Together Conference. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We are a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. If you have questions about tonight's topics or any number of topics, we have over 100 of our Keys for Living that will help you to address whatever is happening in your life. Maybe there's a struggle and uh, you are dealing with, maybe uh, customer support can help you and uh, recommend some resources that will that will help you the most. Uh, we have the Keys for Living that we're recommending tonight called Abuse Recovery from Surviving to Thriving. Also, we have talked about forgiveness and the Keys for Living there called Releasing You is Freeing Me. Customer support available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And again, they'll help you get those resources. Check out the website as well, hopefortheheart.org slash store. Uh, let's return to our conversation now with Laura. Well, my friend, um, how did God speak to you from the time your husband ran over you? I guess we could say three times. It sounded like once and then back and then uh, been back. Would you say it was three times or would you yeah. say two Yes. Okay, it was three. Okay. and But he left you for dead. He just left you. And then there's the criminal justice road that you had to go through, uh, go down. Um, so how did you feel the Lord was really speaking to you? Well, immediately... The Lord spoke to me through prayer. As I mentioned earlier, the people who I wound up getting to for first responder help proved to be Christians, and they prayed over me and sang hymns until the medical team could arrive. Mm. And then throughout that journey, then my family are Christians, and they prayed, and they had prayer warriors, but... God really used his word and reminded me that there wasn't anything he hadn't been through, right? So um, certainly getting run over is horrible, but it's not the same as being put on a cross and having your Mm. flesh stripped. Um, He went through the criminal justice system, and it didn't um, prove to be uh, one of integrity for him, but all of it still turned out to help you know, glorify his father and to further the kingdom's work. 
And so after we went through the criminal justice system, um, my heart was really burdened for um, how did victims of crime get um, justice, whatever justice really is, and how do they navigate the criminal justice system. There had been some gaps in the journey that I went through, and one of them was um, notifying victims of their victims' rights information. And so I reached out to some legislators, and one in particular response was very different, and later it turned out she, too, is a Christian. And um, we were able to get some laws passed that helped um, raise awareness on healthy relationships and on victims' rights information and resources. And one key piece of legislation that passed is what's called Laura's Card, and it's in the state of Arkansas for victims' rights and resource information because victims have the right to be treated with fairness and dignity and respect, but if they don't know what those rights are, then they can't ask for those rights to be implemented. And we know that God wants to um, help those that are unjustly treated and unfairly treated and uh, are innocent and, and victims. And so it's part of helping victims of crime through the judicial system um, have healing and to be made as whole as possible after what's happened to them. So what you're saying is you reached out to, was it like, the attorney general's office, or or uh, who who did you first reach out to? Was it a a, a, a lawyer or? A, no, a, that's a great question. If I I sent an email to thirty two legislators out of the hundred and thirty five in our state, is that in Arkansas? In is that Arkansas? Arkansas? Yes. Okay. Yes, it was a group email, and thirteen legislators answered within a day. Wow. I know it was it was a miracle. Um, I felt like that's what the Lord was asking me to do, so I did it. I had contacted a group earlier for help on health education for teen dating violence, and they just said, you, you need to find a legislator. And that's huh. why I was like, well, who does this? I, I mean, I'm a school teacher. I didn't know any legislators. And so I just sent out a group email. Um, it was a weird hour of the night. It was like 2 in the morning. And when I got up the next day, there were 13 responses saying, we want to help victims of crime. And so then I prayed about, okay, what do I do now? Because I, I really didn't anticipate on anyone answering a group email, but they did. And um, then it was a matter of praying about, okay, where do I go now? Because at the time, I still... I still had a really hard time trusting anyone um, that I didn't know before I'd gotten run over. I mean, when my husband, who I really trusted enough to marry, right, runs over me, my trust issues were, yes. were really, yes. really damaged. And so um, this particular legislator proved very true to her word and spent, you know, the majority of her time in office later working on crime victims' issues. And so, so that, and, all, and I'm going to say something here. What you're going to hear for a good portion of the rest of our, our call tonight is a phenomenal response. Um, when I heard about this, I thought, what? I have never heard of anything like this. 
and I'm just going to be very candid with you. Um, sweetheart, um, you have inspired me to share this with a strong Christian in Texas, not in Arkansas, because I want, I want to hear her. I want my friend um, who's a state senator in Texas to learn to hear what has happened as a result of your tragic betrayal from a husband running over you and all the, the physical damage he did to your body. And yet, you, uh, the, the, there's something called Laura's card. Now, your name is Laura, so it's all about you inspiring what is taking place in your state within the United States in Arkansas. And I have looked at this. At, I see it online. I have it in front of me online. And it's amazing. Uh, there are 24-hour crisis lines. In other words, you were moved to say, how do we help people who are victims of violent crimes? Is that correct? Yes, yes. And I can only give all the glory to the Lord because I knew none of these people. Uh, this is not at all what I had anticipated coming from it. But I do believe that God had always just said in the beginning, let me handle your husband, and let me do with this what I'm going to do with it. So mm. I, I, I am very grateful to you for the next step. Uh, I am very grateful that God did all of this because I, I knew no one. Wow. Okay, so what I'm looking at, which is Laura's card, um, and uh, I see it, Laura's card at uh, at. Uh, I guess the AR is at Arkansas.gov. Yes. Okay, yes. AR.gov. And um, I think this ought to be in every state of the United States. I think it should be in every place around the world, actually. But uh, let's, uh, let's consider, in fact, there could be someone who is in some particular state right now and they think, hmm, I'm in the government. Um, I'm looking at this under the attorney generals. Um, but the point is, I'm looking at, here's a 24-hour crisis lines, plural, for women and children. First, Arkansas Coalition Against Sexual Assault. Arkansas State Police Child Abuse meaning we've got to have help, give help to those who are being sexually abused, children, it's huge. Um, the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, there are phone numbers for all of these. So it is the concept that somehow you get into the hands of a vast number of people all just this card so that they're prepared if they come upon someone some if they if they have a tragedy in their own personal lives i mean even right here national human trafficking resource center many people are moved right now by the issue of sex trafficking human trafficking two different 
types of trafficking, but uh, most people have no idea what to do. So was this uh, the legislator's uh, action who thought up these, or did you? was there a committee that worked on this? How did that all happen? Well, back in 2013, 14-ish, when I contacted the legislator and when in 2015 it passed, um, there just really was not, um, not that much information on the Internet at that time for where victims could find resources in the state of Arkansas or those hotline numbers. There was not one centralized location. Mm. So the legislator that I worked with, um, she was a science teacher herself, and she said, you know, let's think of something like one website where we can have this. And so um, I created the information on the website and reached out to the groups and said, would you be willing to be on this page? And they said yes, and we still would uh, like to come back and add the Child Advocacy Centers on there as well. Children Advocacy Centers throughout the United States are doing great work, and they're combating, you know, human trafficking as well. Um so there's still work to be done and things to improve, but that was the first step in. And so Arkansas is one of the few states that does not have a constitutional amendment for enforceable victims' rights. So we're still working towards that as a whole. Mm. Um, I mean, when I say we, I just mean there are people not necessarily that represented, but there, you know, that is still my wish. If I had a dream wish list, is that every state. I know Texas has enforceable victims' rights, but Arkansas does not. So how do we get that to look across the United States? And is there ever going to be a national constitutional amendment where victims have more standing in court, or at least equal standing as a defendant? Wow. So what is so important about this is you saw a hole that needed to be filled. Nobody likes to hit potholes. Nobody likes to drive on potholes, but this is huge. This is, these are victims. You're talking about victims' rights and what can victims do? What do they need to know? Because you're right, there are many times people who are treated uh, with horrible uh, actions against them, whether it's sexual abuse, physical abuse, all types of abuse, uh, they need help and hope. They need to know what to do. And you're being used by God. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. 
That's 1-800-644-4817. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. You are listening to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. We are recommending tonight the keys for living called forgiveness. Releasing you is freeing me, and customer support can help you get that into your hands. Uh, They'll just uh, help you order that and uh, send it on its way. The number is 800-488-HOPE. As you were just uh, hearing the interview here with Laura of Laura's Card, I want to uh, let you know about that website, and that is laurascard.ar.gov, laurascard.ar.gov, to find out more information on that. Now, if you would like to speak with June about a situation in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, we welcome your call at 800-917, and you'll just call, leave a message for us. We will get back to you as soon as possible and talk to you about what questions you have and uh, about you being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. We welcome your call again at 800 night. 17. That's 800-644-4817. Let's get back to our conversation now with Laura. Hey, Laura, I'm going to tell you something. I have a relative um, who is not a believer, not a Christian, and she uh, was teaching at Harvard, and uh, she said to me, June Christianity is not relevant at at Harvard. And I said, why do you say that? And she said, why weren't the Christians leading the charge in childhood sexual abuse? Why weren't the Christians leading the charge in domestic violence? Instead of sending the women back into their homes only to be abused again. And I said to her, well, we have material on childhood sexual abuse, so we're we're dealing with that, and and uh, we have material on um, we call them keys for living on childhood uh, on on domestic violence, and we don't send them just back into an abusive home. And then she had me come speak at Harvard. My point is. Um, you're not sitting back doing nothing. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm reading um, specifically what this Laura's card is, and you, what you're doing is helping 
victims of crime know specifically, uh, like here it's under the law, uh, it says uh, the, these are points. Uh, victims may be present at all court proceedings and or may have a representative to appear in their behalf. A victim may submit an impact statement to the court. Um, an employer cannot fire or discipline an employee who participates in criminal proceedings at the prosecutor's request, etc. It's all these things where a victim is entitled to know about, uh, to, to be informed about certain things. Uh, it, it's it's the victim's right so that they are not just powerless. And I'm just thinking there are a lot of different people who listen to this program who could be inspired to say, well, let's see, what do we have in our state? And so I think you may be a catalyst to help those who are victims of crime. Um, so I'm, I just pray God will continue to use you again and again and again, even areas that you would know nothing about, meaning you may not know that you're being impactful in the north, in the south, east, west, wherever people live, because there is abuse that takes place all over the world. Is that not correct? Yes, and, and there are groups out there that are working and have been working on this, such as the National Crime Victim Law Institute, uh, the National Organization for Victim Assistance, the National Center for Victims of Crime, um, there's a Victims' Rights Law Center. Um, these are national groups that have been working on these issues, but each state has their own statutory laws in case mm. of victims' mm -hmm. rights. And that's where legislators and attorney generals who are so gracious in our state to listen and to help buoy and to provide support, that's where they're all so important. And that's why even your broadcast is a huge piece in the awareness so that people will get involved. And if someone has been a survivor of a crime, legislators and people need to hear from them so they'll know how how to best, you know, utilize victims' rights and the justice system. Um, I believe mm -hmm. everybody has a really good heart that wants to help victims of crime. It, it's just that victims of crime, when they have that experience, have a different lens on what the justice system looks like or what gaps may be there and what might be needed to make things better for them and the next people. Well, you know, it's so clear. You didn't have a relationship with any legislator. And so you just put out the need for there to be someone to respond who could make a difference. And then here you said you have had a Christian respond, and she's been incredibly impactful. Am I correct about what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Yeah. She kept her word. She she kept her word, and that was... I appreciate all the work that she has done and led, but the most important thing was she she's never once not kept her word to me. She has been um, everything that someone who says they're Christian, she lives it and walks it. You know, some people, I hear, they'll say, 
and I have an idea you may have heard this too, oh, don't get involved in in the government. Uh, and they'll, they'll have multiple things to say or many negative things that uh, their conclusions are. And yet, you know, I'm looking right now in my Bible, I'm turning right now to the Sermon on the Mount. And this is where Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. The issue is we are to be salt, meaning we, uh, what does salt do? It is a purifier, meaning physically, if you had a wound and put salt on there, it could sting, but it can help purify the wound. Uh, it's a flavor enhancer. It has. It actually has four different uses. Um, it uh, it's a protector. Um, if you had meat and uh, needed to uh, store that meat, um, it is good for protecting the meat from spoiling. So it's a protector. There are different things that salt does. But Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And it says, in the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So Jesus is the light of the world, and we shine his light. And I think you are amazing. I think we, we, we can make a difference in our world. That's what uh, even the Bible is clear about. The government, the intention is to punish those who do wrong and commend those who do right. So there, there is a positive role that we as we who are not government officers or elected officials, we literally need to think, is there a way that we can help others? By the way, I do not think you would have done what you've done had you had bitterness. If you, instead of, of being having a heart of forgiveness, you could be consumed with bitterness. And I don't think there's any way you would be used as you are used now uh, for His glory and to help others. So that's huge. Uh, how did God use your husband's evil act? Think about this. That was meant to harm you, and yet you're... You're seeing the good that is coming from this. Um, what does that do to your heart? I think that the Lord knew what I needed. I was pretty devastated um, all the way around after what happened. And I did question God about why, why did this happen. And I think God knew that um, that journey towards Laura's card um, was what I needed. Um, I still need victims today that get the card, and um, people have had a lethality assessment performed, and 
I hear from victims across the state um, and some that need help. And when I hear, by God's grace, that they are out safe and moving Mm. forward with their lives, and that's just a a testament to the work that God does through things. And no matter how horrible and bleak it may look, He's faithful. Even if I'm not faithful, even if I don't feel faithful, He is my faithfulness when I'm not faithful. Hmm. Well, explain if somebody says, I don't get it. I, I don't see the connection between forgiveness and what Laura has done. She's she's giving all these resources so that at a quick glance on this card, I guess it is the card kind of like a, a credit card, about that size? It's a little bigger. It's the shape of a palm. It's a palm-sized card that the, AT, the AG's office prints off. Um, they were able to mm-hmm. get the funding. None of this could have happened without all these Attorney General's office and legislators and mm-hmm. agencies working in collaboration. Mm-hmm. And so it's handed out when the police get a call and they go to a call for domestic violence or other violent crimes, then they give the victim uh, a victim's rights card. Oh, with wow. Resources on it. And so uh, they really try to put the local resources so uh, the city or the county resources will be on those cards. So those numbers will be also placed on there along with those national hotline numbers. Well, I think it is a testimony to your heart uh, that you are not consumed with bitterness. Instead, your heart, because that's what you were asking for 11 years ago when we first talked. It's, you wanted to know, how do you forgive when someone is not repentant? And um, I remember you asking that question because this man was not safe for you. And the bottom line is you forgive by releasing that offender, this man who attempted to kill you several times, and you released him to God uh, with all the pain. And then you allowed the Lord to use you. I'm so proud of you. I really, really I'm proud. I would not have had your phone call. You're being there. I hope for the night made a difference. Well, I think uh, the Lord was just ready to use you, and we just perhaps gave some wording to it. Uh, But, uh, sweetheart, you were willing to literally think about Christ, and you knew the sacrifice He paid. And as you said, it has been used to save us spiritually for the rest of our lives. We have resources to recommend tonight as a result of this call. Forgiveness Releasing You is Freeing Me, one of our keys for living. Also the book, How to Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It. And uh, you can get those resources uh, for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. If you'd like to support the ministry here of Hope of the Night, you can do that at hopefortheheart.org slash hope, And we thank you for that. Our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.